talk about vision in Revelation. If I had to give it a title, we would simply call it God's Revelation. And I was reading in Proverbs 29 and 18, and God has had the word vision on my mind for the whole week. And those of you who have seen some of my posts have noticed that this seems to be uh, repetitive in what I've been posting. But it's because the Holy Spirit has brought me to this, to the knowledge of this. This is a revelation that he has given me and that by the grace of God, I'll be able to give to you. So turn with me, if you will, to Proverbs 29 and 18. I'm going to read two versions of it. The first one I have is the New King James Version. It says, where there is no revelation... The people cast off restraint, but happy is he who keeps the law. The King James Version reads, where there is no vision, the people perish. But he that keepeth the law, happy is he. The New King James Version is supposed to be the closest to the original translations of of the Bible. But you notice that it uses the word vision and revelation interchangeably. And if you look up the word, the revelation, it simply means vision. Vision. When you look at the definition, vision is the state of being able to see. And revelation is the uncovering, the bringing to light that which has been previously wholly hidden or partially obscured from being seen. It's the act of revealing and communicating divine truth. Now, most of the times when we think of the word vision, we think of some earth-shattering revelation that comes. And, you know, there's so many times where we read in the Bible where God revealed himself and his glory filled the temple and there was smoke and there was cherubs. Or, you know, you're stuck in the cave and and there's fire and there's earthquakes. But sometimes vision and revelation is simply the Holy Spirit speaking to you through God's Word. And He should do that every day. Through faith comes by hearing, hearing by the Word of God. By reading by listening to. That's why the Bible is so implicit about not forsaking the assembly together is because we need each other to get together. My revelation of what I read may be different from pastors, although they agree. It's what God has revealed to me. And they will always go they always will coincide with what the word says. Always. You got one that doesn't? I would check it. I would check it. Revelation. We read through the Bible, and when you read through the Bible, you hear uh, of visions constantly. In the Old Testament, there was Abraham. He had vision in Genesis 15 and 1. And I love what it read. It says, after these things, the word of the Lord came to Abram. He wasn't even Abraham yet. In a vision, saying, do not be afraid, Abram. I am your shield 
your exceedingly great reward. This was after the incident with Lot, if I'm not mistaken, where he had to go in after Lot and retrieve him and all that they had lost. In Numbers 24 and 4, even Balaam had visions, and the king had hired him to come in and put a curse on the Israelites who were taking over their lands. And Balaam couldn't even speak against them because the God kept speaking and giving visions of what what would be, how it was going to go. Daniel, Lord, the most famous one I remember is Daniel, his vision of the future. Isaiah had it. Jeremiah had it. There's so many visions in the Bible. And another one that God brought me to was Samuel, little Samuel, little Samuel. You remember Samuel? It's the Samuel 3 and 1, and I love this one. It says, And the child Samuel ministered unto the Lord before Eli, and the word of the Lord was precious in those days, meaning it was, it was sparingly. It was rare because there was no open vision. It's because no one was listening. No one was being the vessel of revelation for God. Samuel heard the Lord speak, and he didn't know what he was, and he kept, he would kept going to Eli and said, did you call me? And he says, no, go back to bed. And then he heard the word, the Lord speak again, and he goes back to Eli, his master, did you call me? He says, no, go back to bed. He said, but this time, when you hear it, say, here, my Lord. Too many times, God is calling us and revealing himself to us through visions of what the Holy Spirit is whispering in your ears. It may not be a dream. It may not be uh, a trance. It may not be, you know, something as grandstanding as that. It's the small voice of the Lord through the Holy Spirit, revealing himself through the words of God, through Jesus' life, through the accounts we have in the Bible. And we are ignoring it. Last week I talked about what God had told me. He says, too many times people are coming and they only want to touch the hem of the garment. That's all I want. Fix what's wrong with me, Lord. Heal me, Lord Jesus. Take care of this situation. Move in this area. But they don't want to put on the clothes of righteousness nor the mantle of God. The mantle of God is just what you're called to do, to be Christian. Do you realize that you are the only revelation of God that some people see and hear? We say that you're the only Bible that people read. It's true. What is the Word of God? It's the revealing of God. You're the only revelation of God that they will ever have. It should permeate from you. You you may not say thee and thou and speak all this, you know, old-time language, but your actions, your words, your behaviors, your conduct, even the way you present yourself speaks to the revelation of God. Look at yourself. And it's the hardest thing in the world to think that you're doing so good and for the Holy Spirit to point out something. I know through the day sometimes I will say things and the Holy Spirit checks me. Checks me. Not that I'm speaking wrong or blasphemy, but I'm just not being a good revelation of God. 
please him and you thought you were doing so good and the Holy Spirit's going okay that could have been said differently or that shouldn't have been said at all let's check that mindset something's not right there let's work on that let's work on that with all the other things I need to work on Lord (laughs) right now (laughs) but vision of God the Holy Spirit is allowing me to see myself through God's eyes does it come into agreement with the word I wish I could say all the time no it doesn't I would be a liar standing here telling you that do I strive for that every day yes that's why the Holy Spirit is free to talk to me and tell me where I need to be better it's my choice at this point to am I just going to touch the hem of the garment or am I going to embrace the whole mantle of God am I going to walk according to his will according to what his word is am I going to be the Bible or the revelation of God to people that need to see that sometimes you wonder where you why you are in the place that you are and we love to say you're the only light in the darkness and it's true it's true but are you being the revelation of God that you're called to be last week I talked about dwelling and indwelling there's the difference to dwell somewhere is a temporary thing and the spirit and the word says that he comes and dwells within us we have a choice to allow him to indwell what's indwell indwell is a permanent abode it changes it it takes over every cell of your body every thought every word every deed it's a process yes i understand that we are being saved we are walking this out every day and we're not going to always do it right i understand that but it's a choice to allow the holy spirit to indwell within us that means he has a voice in what was said and done that he guides me into these paths and sometimes i go kicking and screaming i'm not going to tell you that i do at all right (laughs) yesterday and every saturday there is a physical there is a spiritual battle that goes on for the word that is being brought forth today and i can always tell when it's something truly truly needed because the battle is so great yesterday i woke up and i'm not a woman who is sick but I did not feel right in my body. It ached, and it ached. The battle was so strong that it was physical, it was spiritual, and it was mental. For two weeks, I had been battling. Last week, it was my marriage. We've been married for 30-some years. That man loves me with every being of his body. I don't doubt that one bit. But man, I can be a hellcat when I want to be. I can just tell you that right now. (laughs) And and that poor man had to shut his mouth just to keep our marriage together last week. (laughs) If I'm lying, (laughs) I'm I'm just shaming the devil. Word. Am I the revelation of God weekly? Even to those I love? day where darkness seems to prevail and the vision of God is so precious it's so rare turn on the news 
You don't have to walk far. Look in your neighborhood. Walk out your front door. Gosh, we should be shining so bright. We should be his vision, his revelation to this world. We should be his the hope that they're all grasping for. We have what they need, which is Jesus. I know it comes with giants. Gosh, I know it comes with battles each and every day, but that is the life we are called to. And we are not called and inaptly or qualified or equipped. You have God's Word. You have His Holy Spirit living within you. You have everything that comes along with the Holy Spirit the fruit, the love, the joy, the peace, the long suffering, the temperance, the self control. And I didn't get it along. Faith is the other one. There's, the, there's so much there, but I've got to choose to let it operate in me. 2 Timothy 3 and 5. <coughs> Excuse me. Paul was writing to his son in the Lord, Timothy. Excuse me. And he's given them some great advice. And that is advice that is still prudent and important for us today. Second Timothy 3. And it talks about in the last days perilous times shall come. For men shall be lovers of their own self, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinence, Fierce despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lover, uh, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof, from such turn away. No two words about it. No what if, but I'm being the light. No, turn away. You are not God's vision and revelation if you are participating and accepting what is being done. And what was killing me, it was from having a form of godliness but denying the power within. I had one, heard one pastor say, and I preached about it basically last week, they want Jesus, but they don't want the Holy Spirit. They don't want that guiding into all true things. They don't want to be shown what they need to do. They don't want to walk in the paths of righteousness and, and be the vision of God, the revelation of God. And I love if you go on down to verse 7. It says, ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of truth. We're not, and we look at people that go to uh, college, and I'm not knocking that. God's called you to do it. You go. You go and you learn. But don't forsake the truth. The truth is God's word. But you have people, even in the church, that are ever learning. But they... Look at their lifestyle. Look at the way they act when things go awry. 
and they're never actually able to grasp the knowledge of the truth. goes back to that, I want to touch the hem. But we refer, refuse to learn, to put in the work, to read, to study, to pray, to listen to God, and to apply it to our lives. That's relationship. That's having relationship with Him. They just want this come on Sunday, and maybe occasionally on Wednesday you'll find me here. I'll show up for some of the fun stuff. But I don't want all that other stuff. Just let me touch the hem. Let me get fixed. But don't meddle, God, in the rest of my life. That's a whole sermon by itself. The revelation of God, of God's Word in our life, becomes apparent. Once you're reading the Word, God will speak to you. God will, God will open those windows of heaven and pour things out into your life if you allow Him to, if you accept it. Sometimes I just read a scripture and I take a word and I go look it up. What does that mean? What did it mean in the original translation of the Bible? That's all I do. And God is pouring into me this living water of life. And I am blessed to be able to come and share it with you all on occasion. It's great. This is my revelation. Now take it. Tell me what God has revealed to you in those words. It's called being one with God. Being one accord in one mind. Philippians 2 and 5. And we quote this here quite often. And because this is what we do. And if you read the whole chapter, it talks about the mind of Christ. How that we should look and behave as children of God. It said, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. That's that being together. That's that relationship. That's that indwelling of the Holy Spirit. It changes who you are. All things are made new. I'm a new creation. The old man is gone. But I've got to learn to walk in his revelation and let my mind be his mind. We've got to learn to walk like Christ, talk like Christ. And how do we do that? By reading, studying, communicating, having relationship with, talking to. That husband of mine of 30-some years, we're about to... Uh, celebrate another anniversary if we had been separate our whole lives what relationship i guarantee you wouldn't have lasted long my attention span was about that big that man didn't stay in my life i was off looking at the next pretty thing (laughs) that's all it boils down to sometimes is the next pretty thing but let's look at being christ-like first john two and six Actually, I want to, let's start at three. It's all good. I don't have time to read it all, but it says, And hereby we do know that we know him 
know him if we keep his commandments. He that saith, I know him and keepeth not his commandments is a liar. And the truth is not in him. But whosoever keepeth his word in him, verily, is the love of God perfected. Hereby know we that we are in him. He that saith he abideth in him ought himself also so to walk even as he walked. And I looked that up in the original translation. It means to behave and conduct myself as leading my life to live as, to occupy this life as, to walk as. That is First um, John 2, 3 through 6. This is how I know, and I'm not deceived by those who claim Jesus, but only want the touch of the Him. I can look at their lives, and they should be able to look at mine and see that. And Pastor taught Wednesday about um, keeping the commandments. It's not a thing that we do because uh, of being forced to know. It's because He knows what's best. He sees the future, and I do not. I do not. There are so many times I've, the Holy Spirit has presented a way for me to go, and I have been smart enough to follow his lead, and I saw where my decision opposite of that would have caused a problem, would have led me down the road of destruction. It's rare that you get to see that, but God will show it to you. God will show it to you. Know him. Keep his commandments. If you don't keep, there's no truth in you. There's no vision. There's no revelation of God. If you keep the word, the love of God is perfected in him, in that person. And that's how we know. Does that say you're not going to have trouble? No, Jesus, he said, he told the disciples, in this world you will have trouble. But be of good cheer because I have overcome the world. We refuse God and his vision and his revelation of himself to us through his words and the guiding of the Holy Spirit. Yes, people have dreams and visions and and things of that nature. That is something that God imparts at the times that we need it. And for some, that seems to be their gift. But I'm here to tell you, a vision and revelation of God is just a revealing of him. And he does that every day that you're in the word. If you allow him and listen to him. Can't just be talking all the time. Gotta shut it down. Gotta listen to God. And once you learn to hear his voice, you will hear him throughout the day. All day long talking to you. Sometimes it's just joy and peace and love. And other times it's, Sonia, let's do it this way. Maybe you shouldn't have said that. Maybe you should have said it differently. You know, Sonia, let's walk it this way. This, Let's not... And sometimes I've told you all, hey, I'm the lion and he shuts my mouth. Thank God for that. John 16, 13 and 15 through 15 says, But when he, the spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all the truth. Now this is Jesus talking about the Holy Spirit. He will not speak on his own. He will 
speak only what he hears, and he will tell you what is yet to come. But if we're not listening and we're not looking for him, if we don't have vision to see, and you learn that by seeing and reading the word of God, the history of things that God has put forth in the Bible, and you see a pattern of God. I like to look at Joseph's life. Joseph had a vision in the beginning, and he tells people about it, which you can't always do. And what did he do? He found himself on a pit, slowed into into slavery. But the vision came true, didn't it? Years later, preparing and learning and being. And he never stepped out of integrity his whole life, clinging to that vision that he had of what God had given him, clinging to what he knew to be true. Are you the revelation of God to people in your life? Can they see God in you? He's listening. He's talking. He's revealing himself. It is precious in these dark days to have the vision of God. It is precious. The enemy wants to tell you that you're not precious. You are. You are. You are strong. You are a conqueror. You are forgiven. You are a child of the Most High. He will never forsake you. I will be your shield, your strong tower. There is so much that embodies this Holy Spirit that lives within us. Let the revelation of God come forth. Don't be afraid of it. Don't let the enemy steal that seed from you. Come to church. Read your Bible. Pray. Communicate with God. Listen for Him. Sometimes I just sit in a chair and listen and cry. too easily distracted, obviously. But I get alone with him and just listen for him. Not just pray, but I listen. He allows me to talk. I allow him to talk. You are God's revelation. You are revealing God to people in your everyday life. Oh my gosh, that's so important. It's what we need in this day and age. That preciousness of the revealing of of God to see him that's why when you see bad things happening it's it's amazing how human nature we walk in and we see all the bad things and sometimes we're called to see that but we are problem solvers aren't we by nature children of God we should walk in and say I know the car broke down today but praise God he probably kept me from something that I wasn't going to have to encounter on the way here and he kept me and the car's fixed and here we are Let's look at the good parts. We've been having a lot of things going on in the house. And I looked at my husband. I said, are you paying the tithes? Because <laughs> I don't want to live under no curse. <laughs> he said, yes, I am. I said, okay. <laughs> We're going to chop it up for something else and praise God that he's taking care of us. But even David had the giant to face. But he killed the bear and the lion before, didn't he? David was already in the promised land. I heard a preacher say he was already in the promised land. 
maybe when you go forward into the promised land, there's always going to be the winds that come against you to keep you from God. But you're even going to face the giants in the promised land. Being a warrior of God. That's why the Bible talks about it every day. Put on the armor of God. This is a way of life for us. Don't be upset by it. Don't be down by it. Yes, I know we get discouraged. I know we get tired. But you keep going back to God and say, all things work together for the good. All things work together. Do you understand there's more than one thing going on? Together. The bad will always work to good. It's okay. We're warriors. That's why we need to come together and encourage each other and praise and worship God and thank, be thankful for Him. We're planting those seeds in our lives. It's okay. The contrary wind's going to come when you're in God's will. It's all right. But don't be upset because, you know, we're all going through something, aren't we? Anybody here not going through anything? You know, not walking in a little God. Oh, I ain't going to say. But we're still here. He's still on the throne. He's my shield. He'll never leave me. He's my tower when I need to run into it. He'll never leave me nor forsake me. Hang on. That's where you draw your strength from. It's called hope. I have this hope. Hope is not right now. Hope is now. Later. Here, faith is now. Faith is, yes, I have this. I don't see the answer yet, but I have hope in God. He's going to work it to my good. The weapon's formed, but it's not going to prosper. Father, we give you praise, glory, and honor. We thank you for this day. Thank you for the revelation of who you are and who we are to be to others. Thank you for vision to see God. In every circumstance, in the word of God, in the good, in the bad, Father, help us, Lord Jesus, to align our vision with you. Help us to see ourselves as you see us, Father, as strong warriors for the kingdom, called and equipped to take the land, to occupy, to move forward, to no longer be stagnant and stay and shrink away. But we are the army of God in this day vision is precious, Lord. Let people see us and see you. In Jesus' name we pray.